0: Chapter 2 of Bismarck and the Origin of the German Empire by F. M. Powick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 2 Some Political Terms. It is not too much to say that during Bismarck's public life, politics in Europe became serious. Men began to discover that such terms as balance of power, state, public opinion, nationality and race must be clearly defined they are realities and the welfare of millions of persons depends upon the understanding of them and upon the way in which statesmen deal with them this change is not unlike the change in the world of morals and theology where the discoveries of science and the tension of modern life are showing that even our lightest opinions may have important results for good or for evil an ignorant or meddlesome fanatic is now a greater source of danger to society than he has ever been similarly in politics there is less scope for experiment or for idle reasoning this is partly due to the influence of scientific and historical studies which have increased the sense of political responsibility but it is the result to a much greater extent of political pressure the world has been divided among a few great interests and at the same time it has been bound together in a network of communications so that the whole globe is gradually developing a common nervous system no fact has been so important in producing this change as the formation of the german empire a great military state suddenly appeared in the place of thirty or forty small states this was not the result of unconscious change but was consciously contrived after two generations of vague speculation and of hard thinking the new power is therefore armed for its defence in accordance with intellectual rules and most important of all it has absorbed into itself a number of political prejudices and aspirations so that it is a state of capacity able to develop in all sorts of ways as well as of great vitality all this has taken place in the district between the rhine and the danube and the vistula which has been a distracting centre of intrigue a european workshop and pleasure garden for the first time in the history of europe governments have realised the possible results as well as the immediate purpose of war hence for more than forty years peace has been kept everywhere in europe except in the balkans and the european states have been forced to study politics legal ideas social difficulties and the facts of commerce as they have never studied these things before bismarck it will be seen is thus of great importance in the history of political ideas and of the relations between states as well as in the history of germany and it is advisable to begin with a brief discussion of some political terms the balance of power medieval thinkers who reflected upon the relations which bound society together rarely thought of europe as a group of definite separate states which could govern themselves or worship god as they chose there was it is true much difference of opinion about authority and most of the modern theories of the connection between rulers and their subjects can be traced to problems of medieval politics but the modern conception of sovereignty as the absolute control by a nation of a definite stretch of land and water would not have been admitted without all sorts of puzzling reservations about rights duties and beliefs some people even as late as the fifteenth century thought that european peace and order under the direction of a single head were not merely desirable ends but were actually possible through the machinery provided by god that is through the emperor or through the church like all political thinking that is worth reading this doctrine was based upon facts the social order of rome lay beneath european society the chief ruler of europe owed his peculiar position to the fact that he was the successor of roman emperors he was elected by a small group of german princes three ecclesiastics and four laymen but his claim to be lord of italy and vaguer claims to authority in other parts of europe outside his kingdom of germany were a conscious survival of imperial ideas secondly the gradual settlement of europe the formation of feudal civilization and its extension east of the elba had largely been inspired by the church the reformation deprived mediaeval thought of its material the religious unity of europe was shattered and in the realisation of this change political unity was seen to be a fiction henceforward there was less hesitation in asserting local views on sovereignty and in accepting the doctrines of conquest and of popular consent france took the lead in this new form of dogmatism even in the middle ages the control of europe through the empire had been an object of french ambition the king of france it was asserted had as much claim to be elected emperor as had any german prince for one thing his vassals and the members of his house had done more than any others for the extension of christian civilization in the east these aspirations were revived in the sixteenth and seventeenth centuries but with a different note it is true that the great king henry the fourth who died in sixteen ten is said to have dreamed of a european federation under french guidance which was to direct the coalition against the turks several kings still made futile bids for the imperial crown but france began to form alliances with the sultan the enemy of christendom who was making himself master of the mediterranean and the danube valley louis Fourteenth finally deserted the idea of european unity by this time the new dogmatism was clearly expressed louis was king by divine right the events of history had given to france and to the french people the right to an independent development and a claim to natural frontiers sovereignty was an absolute thing not a tangle of feudal privileges but capable of definition in terms of land it could be transferred the crumbling and disunited empire could therefore no longer imply an unchangeable dominion early in Louis's reign mazarin succeeded in detaching from the empire a great part of lorraine in theory as well as in fact and the whole of alsace in fact if not in theory during the italian wars of the eighteenth century a change of sovereigns was supposed to purge a piece of land of all imperial taint the example of france was followed all over europe and although the doctrine of rights was never set on one side it was supplemented by other ideas thus the rights based upon new facts were opposed to the rights based upon old facts it was generally easy to pass from the claims of history or geography from divine right and natural frontiers to claims grounded in force and success the assertions of the various states could no longer be checked by the diffusion of a vague moral sense but only by an ever-changing and elaborate system of alliances yet when napoleon acting upon this view finally destroyed the empire and rearranged the political geography of europe regardless of tradition and nationality the world was shocked napoleon was not more unscrupulous and was certainly more statesmanlike than the politicians of the eighteenth century but he did not play the legal game european statesmen felt that there was a difference between their rules and his they combined to crush him and restored the old idea of european unity in a new form the emperor of russia alexander i wished even to restore the idea of a spiritual unity his holy alliance did not endure but the great congress of vienna at which europe was resettled commences the history of the european concert at first, the Allies who had overthrown Napoleon imagined that they could find some permanent method of common action. They had been fighting against the French Revolution no less than against the French Emperor, and they desired to destroy the influence of the Revolution within their own ranks. Hence they hit upon the formulas of legitimacy and intervention. The great powers of Europe, they argued, had a right in the interests of peace to intervene in any state which seemed unwilling to regulate its own affairs in accordance with the legitimate principles of its existence needless to say these formulas could not be enforced it was too easy to identify legitimacy with absolutism and intervention with tyrannical control it is very significant that they were triumphant only in the borders of the old empire in germany and italy the formation of a united italy and a united germany involved the end of the attempt to impose a common policy upon europe the piedmontese cavour and the prussian bismarck are responsible for the balance of power which has taken the place of the holy alliance yet the present theory of the balance of power is no mere return to the politics of the eighteenth century it recognizes the existence of unity in europe in spite of the reluctance of russia the powers of europe have insisted from time to time in acting together to deal with balkan affairs the old rights and principles have gone and europe is at last composed of hard and fast states strictly independent of each other but this very fact has made a common law based upon actual experience necessary to the well-being of all there is more common action today in all the various affairs of social and political life than there has ever been it should never be forgotten that until the unity of germany had been achieved these facts could not be faced that is the good side of the armed peace the balance of power then is the result of several causes it is a system of alliances like that of the eighteenth century but it does not exclude the idea of european unity and its character has been determined by the growth of new states of which the german empire is the most important the theory of the state this development becomes clearer when the gradual definition of the state during the last century is considered it has been said that the great powers after eighteen fifteen considered that they had a right to maintain a particular state of things in europe metternich the austrian statesman who directed the policy of reaction was it is true no devotee of abstract ideas he simply wished to destroy everything that was dangerous not romance but history not belief but knowledge was his saying He suspected attempts to explain the nature of things the craze for constitutions was he thought opposed to the principle of stability health was the only test of political liberty and by health he understood order and acquiescence in existing facts but there were many conservatives especially the disciples of the romantic movement who felt the need of a definite creed in politics as in religion or in art just as in the middle ages it was the duty of every christian ruler to take part in the holy war against heresy and even against the excommunicated so they argued the modern state should have a mission metternich was referring to extreme forms of this feeling when he jeered at the young men of schwabia who desired to set up a theocratic government in palestine and at the bible readings encouraged by madame de the egeria of the emperor alexander of russia as we shall see the romantic conservatives played for a time a very important part in germany they were not liked by bismarck who regarded the function of the state very differently but they are by no means dead in bismarck's time the most interesting exponents of this point of view were the brothers gerlach one of whom was a general and the other louis President of the High Court at Magdeburg. Leopold von Gerlach, the general, is described by Bismarck. He was free from the fanaticism of his brother, but had a weakness for clever aphorisms. He expounded his views in a correspondence with Bismarck in 1857. It is wrong to make patriotism a principle. Patriotism is a matter of course. Without some wider aim, all political combinations are faulty there must be a principle corresponding to the medieval idea of spreading the christian church and to the later wars against the turk even the silesian wars waged by frederick the great in the eighteenth century had essentially a protestant character that is they were waged for a principle even though territorial interests and the balance of power played a part in them all my political principle he continues is and remains the struggle against the revolution. This point of view is the more intelligible when it is compared with the similar standpoint of the revolutionary party. The French Revolution soon became a missionary movement, and its spirit died out very slowly. Indeed, it may still be seen in projects for a universal strike and other expressions of international sympathy between the labor parties of Europe. After the fall of Napoleon, political propaganda was carried on by secret societies by the exiled poles and democratic leaders like bluhn of leipzig who had much more ground in common with their fellows in paris and other foreign cities than they had with the citizens of the artificial communities in which they lived this sense of unity drew students from their books and workers from their shops at the call of eighteen forty eight the idealist of this movement was mazzini the founder of young italy for mazzini as for the brothers gerlach the state had a mission nationality is useless without a moral purpose he was indignant that the french who had led the way in the cause of humanity should have been beguiled by the lust of conquest or satisfied by peasant holdings and the promise of labour laws they were on a nobler path when they faced europe with the demand to follow them or fall every nation said mazzini may contribute something unique to the european harmony but only after conflict when you have substituted justice for tyranny truth for falsehood duty for selfish interests the republic for monarchy then you will have peace but not till then the view of the state which has prevailed in europe is very different it has been called the historical view and it is a reassertion under new conditions of the claim to independence which was defined so clearly after the reformation when men like gerlach spoke of resisting the revolution they meant that the state was necessarily expressed in certain forms in legally recognised class distinctions and in a legal relation between church and state apart from these feudal and ecclesiastical qualities the state as a legitimate thing ceased to exist and could not fulfil the divine purpose similarly when mazzini spoke of spreading the revolution he meant that if the state was to be effective in expressing the principles of human brotherhood it must possess certain qualities which are only to be found in a democratic republic in other words the constitution of a state must correspond to its purpose the prevailing theory on the other hand insists that the fact of nationality or of some historical sense of unity is the true basis of the state the constitution must be such as will best express and also safeguard this common sense it is a mistake to suppose that no question of principle is involved in this point of view even if the formation of a state depends upon natural forces entirely the conflict between these forces the adjustment of the difficulties of race speech neighbourhood implies much conscious speculation as a matter of fact the discovery of nationality has included the discovery of law and institutions no less than of natural forces even in discarding the claim of universality preached by the french revolution modern states have learned much from the revolution it broke down artificial barriers and made men and women realize that they had deep-rooted affinities again the teaching of the revolution was necessary to show what citizenship implies and this teaching was the outcome at least in part of the enlightenment of the previous century it is significant that the most enlightened thinkers of the eighteenth century had to come in the end to the old truth that the preservation of political as well as of other social relations rests upon virtue citizenship remains a matter of principle hence it is equally false to assert that the history of nationality and especially of germany under bismarck's influence is an assertion of the doctrine that might is right many writers it is true were so carried away by the victories of prussia that they began to write of teutonism and of the prussian state as though they were forces whose success proved a divine right to prevail it is true also that considerations of history or of utility have frequently been supposed to justify what are generally considered to be illegal acts. This distinction between law and history is frankly drawn by Russian statesmen when they insist upon the rights of the Russian to control the Finnish nation. But these facts are misleading. They are not isolated, but are the more glaring expression of a general conflict between an old and a new form of right, many lovers of liberty and principle thought that the king of sardinia attacked the rights of austria when he made himself king of italy if as we must believe the right of nationality based as it is upon a complicated series of physical and spiritual facts does express a truth necessary for human progress we may be sure that time will avenge perverted assertions of it in germany at all events the difficulties raised by the assertion of nationality were far too great to be solved by the use of force alone, and Bismarck was much too clear sighted to imagine that they could. End of chapter 2